Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. So what we have done over the course of this year is go through our purpose statements. The last couple of purpose statements that we spent time on was discover purpose. And then the last one that we're kind of wrapping up today is make a difference. And so... What you see behind you, besides Michael, is Jeff and Patty Graham, uh, very close personal friends of ours and some a Bushland family. Uh, you're going to get to hear, you're going to get to meet them, hear their story of ministry and mission, and then you're going to get an opportunity to see how God allowed them to discover their purpose and how they are making a difference. And you're going to get to, we get to, as a church, I'll explain more about the partnership that God has formed, and God did form this. Uh, he set this up uh, over a lunch and uh, kind of blew Jeff and I, both of us kind of messed us up because we were not going there. He never intended to go there. Um, but we're going, this is going to launch our church in a whole different avenue in the area of missions. We do missions. Uh, James Gillenwater, good friend, and Deacon does a tremendously beautiful job with the big feed during Christmas and New Year. That will continue. Nothing comes off the table. This just enhances what we do. But uh, you're going to get to hear a little bit about their ministry, Streams of Water, and then how we as a church are partnering with them and what that looks like moving forward for us in the area of missions. So enjoy as you get to hear more about streams of water. Michael. Yeah, all right. Jeff and Patty Graham, thanks for being with us today. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, before we kind of get into the missions context and what God's done and is doing, continuing to do, and as you look to the future, tell us a little bit about how long you guys have been married and, and how long you've been out in Bushland, sort of the whole Bushland connection out here, if you would. Well, um, we've been married 33 years, almost 34. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> and um, we've lived in Bushland We've been out here 20 years. So we lived in Prairie West before there were all those houses over there. There were only about 20 of us over there. Mm. And um, our, we have three children. Our oldest daughter is married, lives in Amarillo. It's 30 years old. And then our son, Matthew, um, him and Brett played football together, and Jeff mm. was the coach, and they were a great football team. And, um, and then our youngest daughter is Anna, and so... Our children went to school out here at Bushland. And um, then in 2003, um, we had an opportunity. We were on fire for the Lord, and we had the opportunity to go to Mexico. We were asked to go to Mexico to help a friend um, do a a revival there. And we had never been on a mission trip, never desired to go on a mission trip. Um, you know, missionaries would come to church and talk and we'd go, great job, and give them a check. And, but we never wanted to do that. And the very first time that we went, um, the, heart, the Lord just grabbed our hearts for the people of Mexico. And um, 
I cried the whole time I was down there. And because we had never seen poverty like that and just the needs were so great and um, the Lord just touched our hearts. So we would be here, but we wanted to be there. And so, so before 2003, you guys just had a prayer heart, a prayerful heart, and a giving heart for missions. But in 2003, did the Lord call you as a couple, as a family, really, to more of a full-time commitment to that mission? Is that when that started? Well, no. Okay. I mean, we just were asked to go, and um, and the Lord just started stirring in our hearts okay. the desire to be there. And it wasn't actually until 2006 is when um, Jeff quit his job. He had a really good job, <clears throat> made very good salary. And the Lord did ask us then if we would go full time and be dependent on donations yeah. and going into the ministry. So, so, so I'm glad that did. you said that. That's, that's <clears throat> important, I think, for folks to hear. Sometimes there's a dramatic writing on the wall kind of call to ministry or to missions. Yes. But the Lord sort of, like I like the way you said it, he stirred in your heart and then over three years continued that stirring. Mm-hmm. And your, your burden probably grew at that point for missions in Mexico. Yes, it absolutely did. And, then, mm-hmm. and so tell us about the confirmation into that context of that initial touch with Mexico and then how that really got birthed into this when Jeff quit his job and you guys really kind of took off in that context? Well, um, you know, because we really tried when the Lord asked us to do that, not to do it. I mean, we really tried really hard. We were like, you know, God, we have children and, and we have, you know, a good job with benefits and It just didn't really make sense to us that he would ask us because we didn't speak Spanish. We always had an interpreter with us. So the odds really didn't look like we would be the ones to do that. So, um, but when God's called your heart, it's like you can't turn away from the calling. And so in 2006, we took the step of faith and stepped out and then it's just been accelerated since then. That's awesome. If you want to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat, right? Yes. So that's awesome. So in tell us now specifically about the context in Mexico of that that community or communities you guys are plugged into. Kind of start to develop for us how you the the mission that God birthed and stirred how that unfolded early on and what it's begun to look like in a really full-blown basis, if you would. Well, originally, the the ministry really started through just mission trips. You know, uh, the three years prior to going full-time, we were doing mission trips for churches. Churches would find out about what we were doing. They would say, hey, take a group of our people. We'd love to. So we started taking groups of people, and it got to the point where I had to... Uh, I was taking all my vacation time, asking for time off, and it wasn't fair to my employer. So we had to make that decision. Do we back off, back up, and just go back to what is normal, or do we take that step? And that's when we decided to take that step. But the context of it, it went from ministry trips or mission trips. What did y'all do on those? We did several different styles of mission trips. We did mercy trips where we took lots of food. That's kind of how we started, was just uh, providing food and water for 
the people out on the dump grounds and, and places like that, ministering in people's homes you know, uh, with our pastor friend that lives there. He would take us directly to their homes and get to experience the true life of a, a very poor Mexican citizen. So, and what's the town there? It's Juarez. Juarez, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. So, and that's where all of this, even early on with the trips and the short-term engagement, that's where all of it developed. And God sort of kept you in that Juarez, which mm-hmm. is, I started to say community, yeah. but it's a large city. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a large board, people, million and a half. You know, okay. give or take. But uh, yeah, it started there. We, our first trip was there. Then we went to Reynosa, did another uh, crusade in Reynosa. It's down on the coast. And then we just we really felt that that's where we were supposed to be, you know, in that area to develop what we wanted to do. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so it went from ministry trips, mission trips, and then it evolved into the government asked us to build an orphanage. And so we set out and built an orphanage. When did, when did that launch, that building, and then began to do the ministry through the orphanage? It was February 2007. Wow, so we, it picked up yeah, speed really fast really from 06 to 07. Yeah, yeah, really fast. And so during that time, you know, we were building the, I, I did the construction myself. Uh, when you're building things in another country, it's, it's, you, it's a learning curve. You know, we were told there were no permits, anything like that. Just build what you want. And then we got shut down and, you know, so on and so forth. But we had many opportunities to walk away, you know, and quit. But we were persistent. We stayed with it. Well, yeah, so, some people think if God calls you to something that he's just going to unfold all the details with no stress and no roadblocks. Exactly. That's, not, that's not necessarily true, is it? No, it's not no. true at all. You know, and, and, and plus, also, when you start ministering, you only know in part. God only gives you part of what he wants you to do. So then that makes you activate your faith. So we start walking in faith. We start building. We complete the, the construction, the orphanage. We get our uh, association civil paperwork to, to be able to do civil work in Mexico. And then we think, oh, it's, it's, it's a done deal. And in the meantime, the cartel wars broke out in Mexico. And Juarez was the num- number one deadliest city in the world for for a couple of years. Did you guys hear that? Did that sink in? <laughs> the number one deadliest city for violent crime in the entire world. Yeah. And that's the context in which God yeah. put yeah. you guys and your kids and uh-huh. your Orphans. friends that engaged with you, your workers and volunteers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's amazing. You know, and we had 16 mission trips booked the year that, that the violence broke out. We ended up doing four that year, and then they just dwindled to like two or three a year after that. But in that time, you know, God's got a plan, you know, so we couldn't continue to do that many mission trips and then finish the construction of the orphanage and do all of that stuff. But we did finish and uh, we were ready to receive kids. But at the time, the government put out this program where all the orphanages in Mexico were able to uh, receive money for picking up all the cartel kids. You know, their parents or moms and dads have been killed in the cartel wars and they were paying so the orphanage, uh, the kids were gone, you know. So we were going, okay, Lord, you call us to build this building. So what, what is it? And so I talked, we went to many, many churches, many pastors, even the government, and said there are, there, most of them have been placed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then and in that process, the fit, over 50,000 people fled Juarez during that season of, of that war going on there. Uh, and then, so I talked to a pastor friend of mine. He said, I know where you can get some kids. So I said, where? He said, down the Sierra Madre Mountains. They're Indian kids. They're starving to death. 
So we took a trip, went down, started picking up kids out of the Sierra Madre Mountains, mm. you know, and we would go and get them. They were sleeping in caves, uh, under park benches, you know, just everywhere. And because we were, their parents were dead. Right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the, 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 lot of they, the kids, they they're killed, dead. And they're just hiding. They yeah, they're hiding. Uh, yeah. Most of the boys uh, had a living relative, but at six or seven, their parents couldn't feed them, so they tell them to go fend for yourself. So they would migrate into these small little villages and go into these little stores and cause a ruckus and steal food. They'd eat lizards, uh, mm. snakes, whatever they could find in the mountains to eat. So it's, it's, it's mm. quite traumatic when you see all of it. And uh, the... The sickness, the, the kids have ticks, lice. You know, I'd take my pocket knife and pick up girls and i just cut their hair off because we couldn't even get a comb to go through because they were so infested and stuff. So, mm. But these are the kids with, that are in the orphanage today. They're all Tarmar Indians. And how, how many uh, are living in the orphanage? We have a, a 20, 20 in the, in the okay. orphanage right now. We have a 4,000 square foot orphanage with uh, 20 beds uh, plus facilities for the our house parents that live there and run the facility for us. Yeah. So. And so God birthed that, the, the mission trips and the orphanage, the orphanage, and then he began to do some other things. Yes, he did. And well. then after that was gone, then uh, the pastors in Mexico approached me and asked me if I would help them start an association of churches because the government was going to close down a lot of churches because they weren't following the law. You know, they weren't reporting their givings. Uh, they didn't have the finances to even get in an association. So, you know, just that's you know that's just wrong you know but I understand the law mm -hmm. so what we did was it took a almost a three-year process for us to apply for the paperwork for to have an association of churches and we finally received that over a year ago and we have over 22 churches in the association and, and a lot asking about getting in yeah. so and then what do you what, what does your ministry do specifically Obviously, you help them with the legal, political part, but mm -hmm. then also, what are you doing on the ministerial, some training going on there, right? Yeah, there's a lot of training going on. Uh, we have a lead pastor there that, that is over the Association of Churches there in Mexico, but we have developed a school, a school of ministry for the pastors and their leaders. It's a 24-session uh, school of ministry that we're starting, we launched this year, and so we're two classes in, and you know it, we're looking at it's probably going to take uh, two and a half to three years to complete the course. And so, but the course is set up where any any pastor, any leader can join at any time because it's not built where you have to have the first two or three classes to continue on. It's mm. classes. And so those pastors just load up in their Suburbans and Mercedes and, yeah. and Tundra of Toyotas, <laughs> and they, they drive to yeah, the yeah, yeah. to the sessions, right? Yeah, and, and that's another thing that we run into, a problem. You know, you're always going to have uh, opportunities to solve other issues, but transportation is huge. Yeah. You know, so they, they do get there. We're running about, we had about 35 people attend our last one, you know, pastors and leaders. Uh, but we have pastors in churches all over Mexico. Mm. So I'm traveling all over Mexico, down into Veracruz, Mexico City, Durango, Reynosa, uh, all over. And then more coming, wanting to get involved, Puebla, mm. up in the jungles of, of Mexico and things like that. So, wow. so we're looking at uh, developing the online school for those folks. So as soon as we get all the literature and we teach it one time, then we're going to video all of it and yeah, great. help those folks. Obviously, we're getting some real specifics, but... You know, over the, those of us who grew up in church over the year, we kind of think of missionaries in some similar ways. How, how is your ministry unique, you think, uh, and, and you've experienced mm -hmm. in, in Juarez and then obviously the whole nation now, really? Well, first, first of all, we didn't know what we were doing, you know, when we started. Uh, so we didn't... 
<laughs> there are Patty says we still yeah. don't. Yeah. But but basically what God has done is just he's he's developed a new program. We're, we don't consider Patty and I don't consider ourselves missionaries, okay. you know, because we we're back and forth. We're probably when the kids were at home, I did I was traveling a lot, you know, and doing the work myself. Now that all of our kids are gone, Patty's with me. But we're probably forty percent Mexico, sixty percent here, and and. Due to that, you know, we have employed a lot of people in Mexico to take care of the things while we're there, while we're here. But the paperwork, the accounting, fundraising to continue on to do what we do is just time consuming. So you guys are hands on 40%, but you're the yeah. other 60%, you're raising and feeding resources. Yeah. Medical yeah. resources, yes. medical personnel, educational, yes. obviously food and just basic human living, you know, clothing and shoes and mm-hmm. food and and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so that, that that keeps you plugged in. You know, some missionaries go away two years or seven, mm-hmm. and they come back and they got to raise all this money. Mm-hmm. But you guys mm-hmm. sort of have the opportunity to keep the pipeline. We've tried to, we try to do that. You know, it's like we felt the Lord tell us we're going to be a bridge. And what we want to do is bridge that gap for churches and people to be able to engage immediately in the work that they choose to do in Mexico. And we can help them do that without having to develop all the relationships because we have them. Yeah, awesome. And so you don't have to have a master's degree in contextual missions. If God calls you, you can say yes, and then he can develop that as it unfolds. Yeah, you know, if, if you look back in the Bible, you know, it talks about, you know, going out to Judea, Samaria, and the other, mm-hmm. other parts of the earth. You know, it's just those guys didn't have a degree. They didn't go to mission school. You know, if you have the heart, God's going to provide you know, right, the man. thing to do. He always yeah. provides where he goes, yes. doesn't he? Yes. So give us some encouragement, what, scriptures or promises of God that have stained you guys, but also a little, uh, you know, I know this short time and you could probably do a full missions, you know, interview, much less some follow-up counseling, but some scriptures, some promises from the Lord, some counsel from the Holy Spirit. If somebody has been, has had that tugging on their heart, Maybe they haven't even engaged in short-term missions yet, but they just sense the Lord moving, whether it's full-time in the field or it's something in the States, it's a combination of the two. How would you counsel somebody out of your own walk with the Lord in this to help them take some of those next steps in saying yes to the Lord? Well, how it began with us is we were just seeking the Lord. We were seeking more of the Lord, and we were on fire for Him. And so we just said, God... Whatever you want us to do, we'll do. We say yes. And so you have to be careful when you say that because then here we are, two white people in Mexico mm-hmm. being missionaries mm-hmm. and bringing the gospel. And so, um, but what, you know, the Lord spoke to us when he, in Isaiah where he says, okay, who will go for us? Mm. And we said, here am I, send me. And that's exactly really what we did. And then, I mean, it's a continual thing with your walk as you seek the Lord. And he just began to give us promises of, like in Psalms where it says, I will give you the nations as your inheritance. And I have held on to that verse. And I claim Mexico as part of my inheritance mm. that the Lord had has for me. And so the harvest that is happening in Mexico is part of my inheritance and part of Jeff's inheritance. And the other thing is we um, received 
quite a few prophetic words mm. during that time when we were just going at the beginning and they were foundational to us in that we knew that's what the Lord said and the things that he had for us. And so on days when he didn't want to do it anymore, well, I still did. And then when the days that I didn't want to do it anymore, he still did. So thank God for that, that we never ended up on the same day that we said, okay, forget this. <laughs> yeah, so, great partnership. So when, if you feel the Lord moving on your heart, you know, compassion, or you just want to follow the Lord, um, I would encourage you to go on a short-term mission trip because it will give you um, the experience and um, to experience another culture, um, another country, another language, and you will get to see God move powerfully in another country um, because people, most people in other countries, they are not blessed like we are. When we get sick, we don't even really pray first. We go to the doctor first. And in other countries, they don't have that luxury. So they are desperate for God and they're desperate for prayer. And so, um, so you get to see God operate and transform lives like never before. And the Lord also if you are willing to go, he will meet you there. And you may be going on a short-term mission trips for all these ideas that you think, all these reasons that you believe in your heart, but you know, he's also called Jehovah Sneaky, and he gets you to a place because he has a whole nother agenda in store for you. And that's what's so awesome about walking with the Lord and walking in with the Holy Spirit. That's right. Amen. Amen. Pastor Jeff's going to kind of bring it home as our pastor and our leader. But in closing from you guys, just give us a, a few things that are really important that we can do, give, lift in prayer. Just a, just a summary list of, of what we can do to support what God's doing and then follow our pastor's lead here just a minute. Okay, well, the, the summary of our, our ministry is we do the the uh, mission trips, we have the orphanage, we have the association of churches, and also we have the school of ministry. You can get plugged into any of those areas uh, to sum up the, the work that we're doing right there. But truly, where we need, we need, we need warm bodies, we need people, we need help. You know, uh, we need help here, we need help in Mexico, we need relationships, and then we need, you know, of course, the the gospel is free, but the mm -hmm. delivery is not. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot of money to deliver the gospel all over Mexico. Mm -hmm. Getting it into Juarez is pretty easy, but we're moving all over the, the country of Mexico now and uh, getting calls out of Belize and the Dominican Republic asking us to go there. So we are developing a, a new alliance, another stream of ministry that's going to come out of our our deal in the next three to five years that we'll be going into other countries. Awesome. And also at the, at the, at the missions um, booth back here, there's some more specific information about uh, Jeff and Patty's ministry, some ways that you connect, can connect through their social media. Um, there's a book back there with some of the stuff that you've seen here. Um, and, um, but certainly pray, begin to pray for them by name and by city, engage with them on more specific needs. Um, 
begin to ask the Lord what he would have you to give and to, to be a part of the church, but he may move in your heart to give directly through the church at Bushman for what's happening mm-hmm. and for these avenues. The Lord, the Lord builds human capital as well as financial capital, mm-hmm. and he does that sometimes long-term, but sometimes immediately before a launch. And so some, some incredible needs, as well as the fact that God always provides, and we just get to be a part of that moving forward. All right. Pastor? Yes. Thank you, Michael. And thank you, Jeff and Patty. So, so the partnership with us looks like this. We, I, if you've been here long enough, you know that my heart for missions is you've got to be able to touch it. If you can touch it, it'll stick. If you can't touch it, it won't stick. And so Jeff and Patty live in Bushland. They were sent from Bushland, okay? They, they have connection with us, and Jeff and I, over a lunch, uh, formed, I guess kind of got on a subject that I thought existed where they were but was not where they were. They did not have the covering. They did not have the financial uh, support. They, they, they kind of felt alone and, 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 and abandoned. And, and I, I was shocked by that because I, I did not know that existed. And, and as I, I've been praying that God would send us kind of like our missionary family or our missionary couple that we could lock arms with, be their covering financially, be their covering with prayer, be their friends. Because missionaries and mission people, it's very lonely. You almost feel like you're all by yourself. And so they need a family. And Jeff and Patty, this is, this is their place of worship. They will be here a lot worshiping with us. When they're not here, they're either in Mexico or at other churches that support them. And we want to partner with them, not only financially, but we want to let them know that, hey, we got you. When you're out there, you're not by yourself. We're praying for you. We're hugging on you. We're loving on you. We're going to take care of you. And, and so we're partnering with them. So out of our mission budget, um, we, are, we are, are committing $20,000 of our mission budget to their ministry. That's 5000 a quarter is what we will send to them. That will help, help not always, but help run the orphanage. The uh, basically just the ministry needs of the orphanage, and, and not all of the deeds, but 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 get them started. What this also does is for us as a church, I envision for us this takes us in missions like it never has before, propels us in a whole different way. So, for an example. We can take health mission trips. We have doctors. We can take a team of nurses and doctors and understand they have 22 churches in their association. We could do stuff at any of those churches, any of those neighborhoods from a health standpoint anytime we want to. We can take health trips. We can take dental trips. We can take vision trips. If you're an optometrist, if you work in a doctor's office where they work with eyes, we could, we could go and do that. We could go do vacation Bible school. We could do backyard Bible clubs. We've got guys in here that are gifted with carpenter, construction. Can you imagine what this unfolds for us? Hardest thing about doing a mission trip overseas or going across the, the border is, Man, they'll mess with you at the border, and you'll never get your stuff across. Or when you get there, you're, can you imagine eight of our guys getting all out of a van with nail guns ready to go, and the lumber shows up two days later? That's frustrating. So the supplies can be there. Can you imagine what eight guys and nail guns do in eight days in Mexico? I mean, they wear it out. They build, 
they build a church. And so we, we are going to partner with them. If you have a heart to go on a mission trip, if you want to do a dental, health, vision, vacation Bible school, you want to rally a group of guys or ladies that want to go do construction, trust me, they can get you across the border and they can get you in right there on the ground to do that kind of work. And so for us, it gives us a familiar face, somebody that's in our church regularly, we can touch, we partner with them and we go do missions everywhere. And if you've never done a mission trip, you got to go because missions, it does something and then it does something and you can't shake it. And it does it deep. And it, it will change you, and it will change your kids. If you haven't done it as a family, do it. I know James is big on that because he takes some families down to big feed. I'm telling you right now, that, that'll rock your kids' world when they see that, okay? They, they, will, they will be total different children when they see the other side of the world, if you just want to say. So for us, I don't want to be a church that writes a check to missions. I want to be a church that gets its hands dirty in missions, okay? So this is going to give us an opportunity to go do the work of the church outside the walls of the church, and it'll change that church and this church forever, all right? And so I want you to partner with your staff and with Jeff and Patty and say, here am I, Lord, here am I, and wait for him to send you because he will. And so I want you to begin to sit on this. If you want to see God make a difference, it may be for many of us in the area of missions. You already have a heart. You already have a burden. You want to do it. And I know we're missionaries where we are, but sometimes it helps to go and see it on the other side too. So this is a great partnership for us moving forward. If, you, if you're thinking about missions as a budget, we, this doesn't change anything that we do. We still do everything that we do in our mission budget. This just becomes a part of that, okay? It enhances us. And so for us as a church, this is where I sense and I see God moving us. And I'm excited about what God has for us. And some of you out there, man, that is your giddy up is missions, okay? And so if it is, hop on board. It's going to be fun. If you've always wondered, don't be scared, jump on, Okay. And if you're just thinking, I don't know if it's me, well, I don't mean for this to scare you, but they didn't think it was them either, okay? And you may say, I love my job. Well, you can still love your job. I'm not saying it's going to happen to you, okay? But it could happen, okay? And it's okay if it does, all right? But go and be a part of missions. It'll be the greatest thing you ever do. It really changes you, all right? And I want to, um, as we move into a time of invitation, I want to call the altar ministry team back up, worship team, you guys come on back up. But I want us to move to a time of invitation. Jeff, Patty, thank you very much. Michael, thank you so much. Um, I want us as a church during this time of invitation or ministry time, if, if, if you are there, I just want you to kind of prayerfully consider what God is saying to you about missions, about making a difference. Are you making a difference? It may be, am I making a difference where I'm at, in my work, in my home, in my neighborhood, whatever. It may be, yes, 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 and then God, I want you to make a difference somewhere else. I want to step up and do something bigger than I've normally done. I want you to stretch me. Missions will stretch you, okay? Uh, it'll stretch you. So I want you to prayerfully consider that during this time of ministry. If you have prayer needs, these folks up here are not here just to look at you worship. 
okay? They're here to pray with you and for you. So I invite you to come and let someone agree with you and partner with you in prayer. If you're having surgery, uh, stuff going on, let them pray for you. Maybe you're here today and this is kind of becoming your church and you want people to know that and you want to come this morning and say, hey, I want this to be my church home. This is what this time is for. But let me pray. We're going to stand. We're going to worship. And you come if you need to come during this ministry time. Father, we love you. We praise you, we thank you, we adore you, we exalt you, we magnify you. And God, thank you so much um, for this time of ministry time, God. Thank you for what you're doing in the hearts of your church and the hearts of your people. Thank you for Jeff and Patty saying yes when they didn't even understand what they were saying yes to. And God, I pray that that encourages us, that God, if you call us to do something, to make a difference, we don't have to have all the blanks filled in. Uh, they'll be filled in as we walk in obedience. And so, God, I thank you for this church, God. I, I love this church, and I thank you for what you're going to do in the area of missions moving forward. And so, God, during this invitation time, my prayer is the Holy Spirit speaks and moves. And if we need to come, we will come this morning. Well, we love you. We praise you and worship you in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 